you don't always listen. This is a special episode of the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. If you would like to hear a regular episode, please listen to 59, 58, 61, 62, anything but this episode. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast celebration special. Sky and Steve, or Steve and Sky, break down all of the action at the upcoming Celebration Anaheim. You hear all the details, and the only place you will hear all the details for the upcoming Archive Party. Plus, we talk about other vintage-related items and other items related to this podcast. Finally, if you want to hear the most incisive, the most fantastic interview with Matthias Randall, author of the new book, A New Proof, you must listen to this podcast. If you are listening in the future and you don't want to hear about Celebration because you already went or you didn't go or you're not going, skip ahead to one hour, 22 minutes. Then come back and join us for the rest. It's a celebration time. Yub nuts. Wampa wampa. Welcome to Codcast number 60. <laughs> yeah, Steve. So we just had this discussion. This is a special episode to get us primed and ready. Los Angeles celebration of Anaheim 7. The Force <laughs> Awakens. Yes. So no, it, it's, longer than our, it's longer than our podcast. <laughs> yes. No, it's the Los Angeles celebration of Anaheim. And, um, Hashtag SWCA, which is something that's just, it's hilarious. That's what they're using as their official hashtag, man. Yes, their <laughs> official hashtag is SWCA. So we're going to get tons more. Uh, Trevor, Trevor Tweeter, do you start using that? Yes, <laughs> t- yes, Trevor Tweeter, do you start using that? So what happened was we actually recorded the March episode um, about a month ago. But yep. I didn't want to release it because I knew we wanted to put in quote 10 minutes of stuff about celebration (laughs) in it yes yeah it ended up being such a um, we just talked for like two hours about everything that's happening at celebration and i realized no one's going to want to hear all of this later no No one's going to want to come back to their audio magazine and read about an event you know and, and read about an event that they didn't go to or that yes. they already went to see this is kind of like a special edition i'm like picturing people listening to it on their flight over or you know things like that that is you know, absolutely as a, as a the plan they are yeah. flying over so episode the original episode 60 is now we're just going to put this in my front pocket and we're just going to have the luke hoff episode we're going to just Bring that out. That's going to have a cool story with Will Grief and Isaac Lev. Uh, and we're going to like bring that out maybe in a couple of months. You know, maybe I get super busy and I don't know what to do. And I say, all right, we'll just, we'll just drop the Luke Hoth on him, you know, <laughs> um, because that's a great episode. But that issue can wait. This issue is pressing. Yes. Um, the only thing is. I will add is that I did interview Matthias. Uh, I did an interview Matthias about his book, and that is coming out at Celebration, yeah, uh, yeah. Los Angeles Celebration of Anaheim. And after the archive party, this is the thing I'm most excited for. You have to buy this book. 
it is yeah. going to be so exciting. So that's what this episode is going to be. None of our usual features. Uh, none of none of that mess. It's just going to be pure. It's your, yeah, your celebration primer. <laughs> yes, Los Angeles celebration of Anaheim. We're going to talk about every single day, every single thing that happens. We're going to talk about the archive party, the prizes, the raffles, the food. We're talking about the podcast that we're giving, everything. And uh, so let us begin that coverage now. All right, Steve. So um, we recorded the show about a, a month ago. Yeah, I think so. And I, I've had uh, just sort of one of these crazy months. We're interviewing somebody new for a new position in the department. That's a ton of work. And Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just been crazy getting ready. Well, frankly, getting ready for celebration has been crazy. Uh, yes, finishing uh, making that video and trying to distribute it and all that stuff. So... I don't actually know everything that's happening in Celebration, which by the time you hear this will probably be about a week away. And by the time that, uh, so I'm a little bit kind of like, I know what's going on, but I don't have all the dates written down. So Steve, I have a planner in front of me and I'm all ready to talk to you because you tend to know (laughs) what's going on. So you can talk about the parties, basically everything Basically, the Kivecast is just taking over the whole celebration. Am I wrong, Steve? <laughs> it's it's feeling like that. <laughs> well, that's the arrogant, annoying way to say it, which, uh, <laughs> which is my specialty. Um, that was <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to be very busy the, the whole time. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So let's kind of run things down sort of day by day. How okay. can you spend the maximum or minimum, in the event that you want to avoid this, time with <laughs> Sky and Steve? Um, Steve, you know, I always say Sky and Steve, but then I have to change it to Steve and Sky to seem less arrogant. But I think Sky <laughs> You don't have to do that. <laughs> doesn't Sky and Steve sound better? Yeah. Like whenever I'm typing it, that's the way I do it. Well, I know, <laughs> but just, like I, I don't know. It's, better that way. it's bad form to put yourself first. But it's okay. I I don't sit on ceremony. I don't sit on ceremony either. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, Steve, we're both getting in Wednesday night. I'm getting in actually, well, late, late Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. But yes. Okay. (laughs) So in the event that you are really hoping to hang out with the Kivecast dudes, hang around the Hilton Hotel. Yeah. We'll probably be walking around um, at some point. Yeah. Um, look for Steve. He's going to have giant bundles of things in his hands because yeah, I, I might have like a I might have like a cart. I'm I'm imagining myself driving around in a cart for some reason. <laughs> a, a rascal? <laughs> no, I'm like thinking like the like the airport like luggage right. guys. Like I need one of those carts. <laughs> one of the things from uh, Star Wars in the yeah hangar. yeah like exactly exactly. What are those I'm things called, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> Why didn't they ever make a mini rig of that? That it's would have seriously. actually carried figures. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, see, so we have way too much to get through. To, we we, we to, do, we okay. do. So yeah. then uh, then Thursday day will be the big first 
bit of celebration. Yes. And uh, we have nothing going on that day. Am I correct? Uh, not not Kivecast related. I will have to be over at the, the California Club booth for a good part of the day, um, which will be the first time we've ever done anything like this. It's, it's weird. It's really freaking me out, actually. Um, but, yeah, I'll be over there handing out uh, Cavs Whack swag throughout the day and just making sure, like, everything's cool um, until, until about... Well, I just guess. just just wait a second now. So to yeah. make that clear for people yeah. who don't understand, yes. the California Vintage Collectors Club, yes. Steve managed to put get a a place so that you can go and meet him or other members, yep. and you can ask to get cool stuff like what, Steve? So we've got uh, stickers, we've got uh, buttons, and we've got patches, um, all all based on you know Lobart's legendary design which is still like it's like one of my favorite things in the world so the fact that like it's like officially sanctioned and people can actually come by to pick it up is like it's like i can't even believe it's actually happening yeah i mean when when we started the club i actually had the idea of having it be chewbacca walking yeah like like the california bear yeah like the california bear and we worked on it a lot and then bart finally came up with the dewback yeah and uh, so the california dewback image Yes. Uh, the Californian flag, but replaced with a dewback, which is a sweet mm-hmm. image. You, that's where you get that kind of swag. And I got to be honest, once people see this stuff in celebration, they're going to be coming over to you. Because <laughs> the in the last mm, decade, maybe, imagery using the California flag has become much more popular. It's true. It's very it's, true. It's a great flag. And that's going to be the thing that everybody wants. I mean, that's the yeah. thing that I think Lucasfilm is just going to steal for the next... Yeah. <laughs> you know, the next thing just put yeah. creatures in there because that makes it makes so much sense yeah it's yeah. funny like i was thinking like the one way that they made like let me kind of get away with it and actually accept us because like when I, I had to like put how many members we have and it's like like 20 maybe <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like well it's, it's a southern california event like i figured a lot of local people will be there and it's a good way for like people that aren't in the usual channels to, to find out about us so i think that's going to be it's going to be great um, to get some outreach for it, because yeah, I mean, I, it's I'm excited. And I'm also just yeah, I'm freaked out, but I'm a warrior. So yes, that that is the source of your excellence. Um. <laughs> ho Sky here. So seeing as this is like a all about celebration, I think we should also mention a few of the vintage-related talks that will be happening on that Thursday. So I'm just going to jump in and every once in a while talk about the. Uh, panels. So essentially, if you're a vintage collector and you want to know where the vintage collectors hang out, it's always in the collector's room. Um, some on the floor, you know, going around looking for uh, looking for deals or whatever. But in general, we're talking 210AB, collector stage 210AB. Uh, let's see, Steve Sansweet is giving a talk on Thursday. <clears throat> uh, Duncan and Gus will be talking about uh, clothing. Uh, there's going to be actually a whole panel on celebration-related collectibles. 
with uh, Chris Jorgulius. There's going to be something about Lego Star Wars, which I know if my kids were coming, that's the only one they'd want to see. Uh, Star Wars comic art, which is pretty cool. And then our friend Brian Stillman will be showing a edited version of Plastic Galaxy from 6 to 7 on Thursday, April 16th. So Steve and I kind of jumped ahead to the party, but there's lots of cool stuff happening. And of course, if you want to actually be on the floor buying toys, uh, Thursday is... You're not going to get good deals because all of the toys will be highest price, but you will be getting them before someone else does. So that's how you get the really cool rare scores that other people don't. So that's Thursday. That is before the party. So, and then there is the party, which yes. is Thursday night. And what time, people, I obviously know this very well, Steve. What time <laughs> should people sign, stand in line to get into the party and where? Okay, so the party doors officially open at 7 o'clock, but since we are uh, reaching probably nearly, it's a little less than 300 people, um, I would suggest you know lining up as early as, as you want. I mean, know that you're going to be able to get in as long as you have your ticket and all that, but if you want to get there a little bit early and just kind of stake your, your spot, and uh, the way it's going to work is everyone who got a ticket should have either got a print-at-home ticket or a physical ticket mailed to them. That'll kind of just be your way to get into the door. Um, and then from there, you'll go up to the, like, just like last time, there'll be a table set up where you'll exchange that ticket for an official pass. And if you had one of the, the exclusive packages, you'll get your stuff then. Uh, and it should be in an envelope ready to go for you. So that, that's going to be the kind of way it works. Um, but because there's a lot of people, like more people than last time, it might take a little while to get everyone in. So... Um, don't would, worry, the party goes yeah. until 10. goes until 10. There'll be enough time to play all the games, drink all the drinks. And yes. this is one other thing I want to say, Steve. This is an insanely not-for-profit adventure. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is, right, so there's this thing on Facebook, and I didn't even want to mention this to you, Steve, because you would have said don't bring it up. So I'm going to bring it up anyway. <laughs> um, there was somebody who was very intelligently thinking of selling lanyards at the convention um, because there's going to be so much swag. And right. someone else had the idea. I'm not going to name names because it doesn't matter. Someone else had the idea of selling them at the, at the party. And right. Steve and I were both like, whoa, no, 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 no. I got called a hippie. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but like... The reason why, there's a lot of reasons why. One, every, like all the sponsors have literally paid hundreds of dollars to do this. Yeah. And they are not going to get a penny back. And I mean, we're talking about prizes and time. I mean, Steve, I would say that you've put in thousands of dollars in terms of hours in addition to prizes, in addition to swag. I yeah, mean, yeah. really, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So that was the main reason was that like, I don't want anybody making a nickel off of this party. But if they do, it's not going to be somebody whose name does not end in B. Danley. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and Steve is, not, Steve is just losing money, hand over fist for this thing. you know. Um, but obviously, it's all for a good cause. So yeah, in yeah. the event that it's a little bit crazy and you don't quite get in, you are going to get what you paid for. Just know that this isn't like the rest of Celebration, where you're walking around and Reed Pop or whoever it is that's doing it is lining yep, their pockets yep. and Official Picks is lining their pockets. and every The only pockets that are being lined are the pockets of... Like you know, like um, like like bulldogs with the, the like how they have the like the lips that are just like all flappy. 
<laughs> that's being filled with money every time that you buy something. I, I like the way you put that. That's because <laughs> that's the only pockets on a on a dog. That's yeah. I mean, there's another pocket, but you don't want to put money there. Well, no. <laughs> Actually, I think my dog has worms. He was licking that pocket quite fervently oh, no. today. I was like, oh, no. I have to remind you. Oh, Bo. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, Bo. <laughs> so anyways, oh. um, hopefully we've scared you into just mellowing out a bit. Um, but I think it'll be okay. No, no, I mean, last time it, it didn't yeah, go yeah. too poorly, but this is going to be double the amount of people. It's Yeah, it's double the amount of people. Um, there's a lot going to be happening. But I think... I think it's going to be fine. And, um, and another thing, the party, the party starts before the convention doors actually close. That's that was the other problem. I when I first signed up for the room, I was told that the convention closed at seven p.m. That's what I was told as having a booth. That's when things oh, shut yeah. down. I was That's free. What we were told. So, yep. so I was a bit bummed out to find out that it's now open till eight. Um, I, I know it's going to deter, deter some people from showing up right on time, but at the same time, it's still going to be going on for a few hours. And just know that. Your stuff will be waiting for you. The people will be there, and there should be plenty of food. So, um, yep. don't don't worry if you don't get there right on time. But just just know that when I first booked it, it was for closing time when people could just come right over and, and we just continue the party. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. Anyway. And, and again, just imagine that you have a job. I imagine most people listening to this have a job, and you have a big project coming up, and you're the leader of that project. That's what Steve's been doing. <laughs> uh, um, except he's just been doing it all basically by himself. So <laughs> the party uh, starts at seven. Yeah. The party but, starts yeah. at seven. Um, party starts at seven. So the party starts at seven. And what is going to happen? We just spent like all this time. We're gonna post it on our Facebook page. Thinking, Steve, we got to talk yeah. about Facebook, man. <laughs> I actually started doing this whole thing. Yeah. Then there's a whole world of Star Wars collectors. Oh my god! Yeah, that I just was totally ignoring. <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat, man. I, I posted, I think, our, our fifth year anniversary show for the first time. I ever even ventured into one of the like huge groups and saw that like there were like fourteen thousand people in there or something, you know, crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, so that's a whole other. We're definitely <laughs> going to talk about that. I don't know, maybe at the at the convention or not. Yeah, but yeah. The question is, what is going to happen at the party? Well, These we're going are the, to have the details. We're going to have games. We're going to have raffles, and then we're going to have. Just general fun. Yeah. So and food and drinks. Yeah. So this is the big thing, okay? Bring money. Yes. Cash money. Cash as as I like to say in my house, cash. Cash? Bring cash. (laughs) Mucho cash dolores. Yes. As we say in Mexico way. Down (laughs) in Portugal. Um so you want to bring cash for many reasons. One, it's a cash bar, okay? Yes, but listen, cash bar. Do you know who pockets that money? The fat cats at Hilton pocket yes. all that money, okay? That's, that's the truth. But. So, so don't think that when you buy a $5 Chardonnay or $7 vodka tonic, if I don't know if those are the prices either. Don't quote me. On that. <laughs> they might. They might be. It might be a little higher than that. I, I, I copied their prices on the party page, so so everyone's okay. forewarned. <laughs> Look at the prices. All of that cash is going to Paris Hilton. She personally is going to be getting that money and she's going to buy a new <laughs> pair of sunglasses and then immediately throw them away because she's going to look at them in the mirror after buying them without trying them on and go, ew, that's cold. And she's just going to throw them in the trash. So 
bring that, cash. That's, that's the only. That's the only exception. All the other cash yes. uh, will be going straight to the charity fund. So. Yes, and this is how you're going to be spending your cash. Games. Let's talk about games, games Steve. Let's okay. talk about mm, maybe the the least in. Okay, this the, the oldest holdover. The okay. pin, the right. shield on the headman. Yes. So that's where you're going to see. Uh, it was John Peck who designed it. Yes. Yes. So John Peck designed a beautiful uh, picture of headman, and you're going to have to pin the shield right in the center. The closer mm-hmm. you are to the center, that means that you win. You can. Play it as many times as you want. It costs a dollar to play. That's one yes. dollar cash money. And yes. if you win, you win a set of the old manatee card backs, which yes. have mostly been destroyed and are selling on eBay for twenty to thirty dollars now. Am I wrong, Steve? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, I, it's <laughs> the great purge of the manatee card backs is is uh, has paid off. <laughs> yes, when I cut them um. in half in the hotel, that was that. Um. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. One other note on game tickets, just before we get into the others. Oh, right. The way I, the way I want to make this simple, uh, the basic games which we're describing now, all you need to do is just go up to the main table and you buy one dollar per game. The same ticket you can use for any of this these one dollar tier games. So you just buy tickets at the table, and that's what you'll give to you know uh, Carney Yehuda or Will Grief or whoever's running that game. That's what that'll be your your ticket to play, basically. Right. Um. So that's right. That's the main thing is you don't just give cash to the person who's running it. There's going to be yes. somebody who gives you tickets. You give them cash. How annoyed are people, by the way, at this point with me saying cash? <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. It, that's, it's, uh... it's going to get Mike Myers and become funny again in, in a couple minutes. Okay. All right. So all right. you give them the cash. They give you the tickets, and then you hand the tickets to other people. Uh, we're yes. not going to release the design of the tickets. We might design something fun for the show. They might just be a roll of tickets. We don't know. You won't know <laughs> until the day of. So No, you won't. <laughs> so it's one ticket okay. to mm-hmm. play Pin the Shield on the Headman. Yep. Um, another one is the Java Frog Toss. Can you describe yes. the Java Frog Toss? Okay, so this is another. Uh, this is a new game designed by John Peck, uh, and the way he described it to me is he found these like three-inch-long rubber frogs. Where he found them, I'm not sure, but he found them, and has designed a kind of uh, two-dimensional Jabba vintage, like blow-up, like head of Jabba the figure, which you will have to tr- try and throw the frogs into its mouth to feed him. Um, so basically the way this will work, uh, you'll have, you know, one ticket for a dollar to, to have three frogs. <laughs> um, if you make one, if you make no frogs in the mouth, you still win. You still, you can choose between a Kivecast sticker or button. Uh, if you make one frog, you get a uh, sticker and button. If you get two, you get the sticker button and one of the exclusive archive party pins which we still have not shown the design for uh but they're <laughs> very surprised. cool they are awesome um if you, you get all three you get the sticker the button the pin and a uh, digby patch so you get the the whole whole group for if you make all three and that's only for a dollar that's a pretty good deal yeah um, that, that's a dollar so no matter what you at least win a sticker or a button and then if you just yes. get one out of three you know, you get that. So a similar game that has the same concept where yes. you exchange $1 cash for a ticket and you give that <laughs> one ticket to the Carney who's running it. By the way, Carney Yehuda, that's what you get if Carney Wilson from Wilson Phillips marries Yehuda. 
Um, <laughs> please, Jared, work up some kind of what their baby would look like. Um, <laughs> I think it would have red hair and a wry smile. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So... So this is a game where where there's like a, a, a vintage AT-AT, right, Steve? Yes. yes, it's called Ring Around the Armored Dog, uh, based on <laughs> that was that episode with CJ where he uh, he got that moniker for the AT-AT or ADAT. Um, so you have three, three rings uh, to try and get around its neck. Uh, same prize breakdown. So one ring you get a sticker or button. Two rings you get sticker and button. Uh, Steve, sorry, no, you're yeah, so bad up. at this. Here, let me say I'm it. really, I'm awful. You say okay. <clears throat> and it's just like it is with Jabba the Frog Toss. You get every... Okay, see, now I'm bad at it. Okay. <laughs> and just like Jabba Frog Toss, everybody's a winner. Everyone gets either a sticker or a button. You get one ring around the armored dog's neck. You get the sticker and a button. Two rings around his neck. You get sticker, button, and a pin. Three, you get sticker, but sticker, button, pin, and patch. Right. So that is a pretty darn sweet game to win. But Steve, that's kind of the the, the simple ones, the easy <laughs> ones. There's also your your more marquee games. This is for yes, the discerning yes. collector. Okay. <laughs> this isn't just for your. Oh look, I found a loose General Maydean at a garage sale. Look, I'm a vintage collector. Okay. This is some real <laughs> top shelf exclusive premium club number one Hertz Gold Club kind of stuff. Okay, <laughs> we have a game. Okay, I'm starting to sound like those guys on QVC. Yeah, Cal no, we're, we're getting... Ripken Jr. <laughs> we're, you we are can getting play. To, to, to QVC level. We might have to tone it down just just no. a bit. <laughs> you can play loose figures in a jar. So. <laughs> Um, so it's basically it's your standard guess how many figures are in a jar game, and yes. that costs two tickets, which costs how much money in real money, Steve? So that would be two bucks per guess. Two bucks. Two bucks for one dollar for each ticket. So two $1? tickets. Mm-hmm. Two dollars. What? <laughs> are we confused? Cash. Cash. Two dollars cash. <laughs> yes. So it costs two dollars. And the reason it costs $2 is it probably won't be too hard to actually count no, how many vintage prob- figures not. there are. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to guess. So that is that. And we don't know how many figures are going to be in there, but basically all the sponsors are just bringing some figures and throwing them in the jar. Hey, yes. you want to bring some? Maybe that'll make it in the jar too. Um, usually there'll be a couple that might be kind of special. We'll see. Um, last year in the pinata, you know, we had a, we had a couple cool figures, so so we'll have yeah, to see that. Yeah. And yeah. then this is a new one, Steve. Yes. This is loose jar jars in a jar. <laughs> so I'll just let you describe what, what this is, because I don't think I could do it. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do it justice. Yes, we are going to have a quantity of loose jar jar figures in a jar, and for five dollars, you can make a guess. <laughs> and if you guess how many jar jars are in a jar, you will win. A jar. Okay. Now we get to the more uh, exciting uh, yes. games. A little bit, a little bit more of what of what uh, what people are. We've been talking about for months. Yeah. Um, now the Atari Challenge. Describe this, Steve. All right. All right. So th- this is the plan. I'm hoping that it'll work out. Um, 
Trevor, our, our tweeter duder, is bringing a uh, working Atari's 2600 system with the, the Empire Strikes Back game. He's designed a, spe- you know, a special label for the game, which we put on the, the Facebook page. It's awesome. Um, it's an official, that's the official game cartridge that will be used for this contest. Awesome. Um, so this will be a dollar per ticket per play. Um, basically, uh, we're going to be keeping track of high scores. You have a five-minute playing limit. Um, so once you're, you know, hit your five minutes, that's it, but, whether but you died or not. Steve, um, I've played... Empire Strikes Back on Atari. Uh huh. You're not gonna make five minutes, man. I, I figured that. I figured that's gonna be tough anyway. <sighs> that game so, is ba- basically, rough. Yeah. Um. So good luck if you if you can make it to five minutes, you might well win the the uh, the championship. But um. So the way that'll work is uh, we'll keep track of you know each person's score through the night, and the high score winner. Uh, I guess it might not be at the very end of the party. Whenever we we put the cutoff in. Uh, the the grand prize for that is a um, digital edition. I'm, I'm calling it of uh, Martin Thurn's uh, the Star Wars Collector uh, magazine from the '90s. And I, I don't know exactly how many issues are on this thing, but they're going to be on a little R2D2 thumb drive. Um, and so that I mean, for for collectors, for hardcore vintage collectors, I think that's an awesome prize. Um, I don't know what else you would want uh, in terms of awesome old like collector history so right and that's not available on the internet you can't just go like no oh, whatever dude i'll just go on the internet and find that because everything's given to me for free because i deserve everything because i'm you know under 30 years old steve <laughs> um <laughs> it's like not for long man not for long yeah, you like can't find these things no so no. uh it's pretty exciting and then on top of that in the event that something digital isn't tangible enough for you my digital <laughs> native dweeb um <laughs> You also get a, a, another set of the Archive Party 1 cardbacks. Yes. And we should yeah. say, too, we've been thinking about giving away full sets of the Archive Party 2 cardbacks, but we don't know if we're going to have enough. I but honestly don't think we will. There's uh, going to be yeah. some like significantly rare, I think, cardbacks. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. pretty exciting. If you got the Holy Grail package, you're psyched. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I started talking like Marty McFly. It's all right. Um, and, then if, and then, of course, there's the three... PO building contest. Yes. Uh, so Bill Cable will be kind of heading this. He's 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 got experience. He's done these things before. Uh, basically, we're going to be doing a, a 32 person bracket that he's going to be running. Um, so basically, the way it works, uh, there'll be loose removable limbs, three PO parts, and a bag full of packing peanuts, and you'll be racing against a, another contestant to get all the pieces out. And assemble them. Um, whoever wins that round moves on to the next. Um, and I guess one thing I, he did mention, which I thought was a great idea to, to really throw people off, is to throw a bunch of other random figure limbs in there. And because <laughs> I have, uh, because I, I collect awful beat up figures, I think I have an entire bag of just limbs that I'm going to bring with me to throw into the bags to, to mix it up a little bit. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's the basics of that game. Um, as far as the actual bracket and how that works. Uh, Bill is going to have to kind of figure that out. Um, but you would come up with a great idea for the final rounds, guys. Why don't right, you, uh, it's, it's March Madness because it's April and college <laughs> yeah. basketball is stupid. It, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm insulting most of our fans. College basketball is great. Um, 
But, uh, you know, so when we get down to the sweet two or whatever they call the last two. Sweet, the sweet two. <laughs> I, I think that's. <laughs> What's what? It's sweet 16, elite eight, final, final four, four. And then. Just the sweet two. That That's that's what it is. It's actually being played right now. It's Duke and Wisconsin, the sweet two. They, they blew their <laughs> wad on final four because it's not really the final four. You know, just because it has alliteration doesn't mean it works. Yeah, that That's, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who, who's winning? Is, is, I don't is know. Duke winning? I'm not sure. Boy, I'll just die if they don't. Um. <laughs> well, you know what's? It's funny. Uh, Tessa and I are in a random, just a total random pool for that, and she got Duke. So if she wins, if Duke wins, I think we get like 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm, I'm rooting for Duke. Come on now. <laughs> okay, good. I officially have a, have a rooting interest. Once West Virginia All went right. out, I didn't care anymore. Um, <laughs> All but right. anyways, so then when we get down to the sweet two, <laughs> um, you're going to have to put on a vintage Chewbacca mask because yes. you will actually be – because that's the question is who is the most like Chewbacca? Who is the most skilled at putting on C-3PO, uh, putting him together? The question is will we accept the head backwards and See, forwards? See, that, that, was, that was my next question. I feel like if you're really going to go for it, the head has to be switched around backwards. Well, by, we're going to leave that to Bill Cable because Bill yeah, Cable that, be is Bill. an elite character-focused collector, which we will talk about <laughs> soon. Yeah, uh, And that's his figure. <laughs> and so I think we've decided, Steve, that's going to cost 10 tickets to join? Um, I think that's, that's pretty something high. like that. Yeah, that's pretty high. Maybe five? Five. Yeah. yeah. I love Cache because I just like putting Cache in, in dogs' pockets. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the award for that is speaking of losing money. So at the last <laughs> celebration, I brought this to sell, um, and uh, no one bought it. But it's a, it's one of the earliest. Actually, it is. I think it's the earliest C-3PO figure in existence. It's a knockoff Star Wars. Well, it's actually called Space War Play Kid. It's a combination right. between. Uh, Star Wars and Playmobil, and it's beat up. You know, the hanger tab is not entirely not ripped. Um, there's some wrinkles, but it's it's on there, and it's a pretty darn rare figure, and it's carded, and I'll put pictures up of it uh, on Facebook. And it's C-3PO, and he's got his mechanical arm, his mm-hmm. space gun, his TV <laughs> camera, and, of course, his TV walkie-talkie. Um, so this is... An actual vintage toy gift, which I don't think we're we're giving anywhere else. No, no, this is this is uh, it's the real deal. So, yep. and then um, finally, we we've we've ditched a couple other ideas because they just didn't pull together. But we are going to keep the costume contest. So please, people, this is the kind of costume contest where um, I don't care how dumb you think it looks. If you have any costume that you can say is a vintage Star Wars costume, bring it and wear it. And I don't care if you stand up there and you think you're too cool and you're like, this is so lame. I'm just, I can't believe I'm standing up here with all these losers. Think about how cool it would be, even if you're just wearing whatever, a, a Luke Skywalker mask from uh, Return of the Jedi Ben Cooper set. Right. Just right. think about how cool it would be if we had 50 people up there. You know? <laughs> That would be pretty cool. So what we're going to do is um, uh, it's going to cost $2 to enter that because it's right. pretty sweet because there's two ways to win a prize. And what are you going to win, Steve? 
So we'll have two winners, and they will both. Uh, each winner will receive one of the Digby uh, four-up figures. Right. So if you were a supreme master, and you were one of the lucky, how many people won them, Steve? Uh, Twenty-five of those were were available for for that ticket. Yeah. Right. So if you yeah. bought the super special ticket for how much money, Steve? They were a hundred and twenty. If you spent a hundred and twenty dollars. You would have got all the card backs and the coin and this insane. I just got mine in the mail today, Steve. I had to sign for it with the post office guy, and I just got yeah. home from work. And I don't mean to get scatological again, but I was so happy because <laughs> I was just sitting down, getting to some business. And then the, the doorbell rings, and I have to get my clothes back on and go downstairs. <laughs> my dog's trying to get out. My kids are playing the play date. I like just, ah. Uh, and, but then it was the Digby pilot, and so I was just so happy. So we'll show pictures of it. Um, you don't have to watch me go to the bathroom in order to win a prize. No, no. Let, let's, yeah, let's have them skip that. Have them skip. Unless you, of course, watch I mean, uh, Man of Steel with me, which is a whole separate, a whole old joke. So you can win one of these Digby 4-ups, four Digby mm-hmm. Wing Pilot 4-ups, um, if you have the best costume. Right. But then you can also win one if you are just randomly selected out of all the groups. So we'll give you some manner of, of random selection, and we'll yeah. just pick one and give it to you. So that way, not only do you get to participate in the, in the competition, but it's essentially a raffle. Yeah. Um, and it's a much more limited raffle than the larger raffle that we'll be having. Yes. Um, and you'll be participating. It'll be cool, and all those monies will go to, um, you know, like best friends. Yep. Go to best friends of. Okay, I'll stop talking about. It. I'll stop talking about anally probing dogs with cash. We'll just stick to the charity, Steve. Is that what I'm saying? But yeah, I think we should just stick to. <laughs> okay, it's going to go to animals and who are like you know on the streets. Um, yes. What? Okay. All right. So <laughs> that's one way. Of winning a Digby Wing pilot four up, there mm-hmm. are other ways as well. So we talked about the. Um, can you believe how much stuff we have in this party, Steve? It is ridiculous. It's, it's blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, so in addition to that, we also have our traditional vintage tr- uh, trash compactor raffle. Yes. And we might need two for how I, many. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I actually went back and found mine at home, so I grabbed it. I'm going to see if – I think Brock ended up with the one from the first party, so I'm going to see if he can bring it out. <laughs> I don't think we can fit all the tickets in this thing. <laughs> it, it is just going to be crazy because yeah. these are all the things. I'm just going to go through them. Cause I, yeah. I, okay. These are the things you can win for a raffle. And how much is a raffle ticket, Steve? A dollar. One dollar cash. And this is what you could potentially win. And what's the limit on, on raffle tickets? Uh, we didn't set one. That's um, right, because there is none. Mm-hmm. No. Okay? So listen to these crazy things you could win. You could win the sweet Vader case patch set that's being made by our friends, a whole bunch of people in the vintage community. Sponsored it, yep. Sponsored it. And so it's this cool set where it makes like a, a Vader case, but with all of the original headers from vintage toys. Look yep. it up. You could win one of those. That's going to be hard to track down. You could win one of uh, Micro Rob's Back to Chamber pin sets. Mm-hmm. So he's giving away these pin sets of the unproduced Back to Chamber figures, micro figures right. as pins, which right. is sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, two one-year memberships to Rancho Obi-Wan. Yep. 
how cool is that? So yeah. you get like all the cool stuff that they give, and like that's like a real thing, Steve. Like, I, I I'm too cheap. I don't I, I don't have a membership this year. <laughs> I feel like I should. I feel bad. I think we should all support Steve. I think I should support Steve. Steve. <laughs> Anyways, well, if you're if you're a jerk like me and you don't have a membership, you could win an Obi Wan member uh, Rancho Obi Wan membership. And if you already have one, what a cool gift that would be! You could give that to like. I don't know if there's like some you know, podcast host you think is dashing and interesting in some kind of way. Um, <laughs> and oh, that must be it, Steve. Oh, no, no of no, course. No. Two more Digby, for, Digby Wing pilot four-ups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another way to win these things that you previously would have had to spend $120 to get. And as if that weren't enough, much like we did last, last time... There are vintage, custom figures mm-hmm. of characters that we have on our card backs. Yes. Um. <laughs> you know, Steve, why don't you talk about that? Because I okay. actually have to go get my charger because this party, there's just too much stuff going on in this party. <laughs> so okay. one second, I have to go find my, my uh, computer charger. <laughs> Um, all right, so all right. yeah, we, we are going to have um, a, another custom figure. Uh, it'll complement the the uh, awesome four llama tea from the original party that uh, that John Peck made. We will have the Emperor custom uh, figure, <laughs> which which doesn't get a card back of its own, but uh, has a presence on the card back, which which you'll just have to find out and see when you get yours. But right, uh, which yeah. Steve, I believe, out of all of the all of the names that I came up with over a span of months, <laughs> I think that's the only one. That's well, not the only one, but the, I think the Emperor, that was the main one. I remember a lot of my names that I liked went away. So. Uh, well, hey, that's, there's still going to be another party, right? So that's true. I hope. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be for cats and dogs again. We'll have to find some <laughs> other animals. Because you know, manatee, who doesn't want to help manatee? Everyone loves manatee. You know manatee are coming back, Steve? You know they're almost <laughs> off the endangered species list? At least someone was telling me that, that they're like having a major resurgence. So hey. maybe a certain number of thousands of dollars uh, from Star Wars collectors made all the difference. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. So um. <laughs> um, that's all of that. On top of mm-hmm. all of that, we're also having silent auctions. Yes. So this is the first time we're trying this. Um, I just thought we have all this cool stuff. I don't think it should all be raffle prizes. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I think we have it set up okay. It should go okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll have your 12 magnificent Skyku art card backs. <laughs> now, you're saying this like the listener knows what these are, Steve. I've never announced <laughs> these on the show. No, so I, no, I, no. I am going to insert an ad in which I use box cello concerto and then try to imitate uh, Orson Welles doing a <laughs> commercial for Ernest and Gallo wine. Okay. Um, so I am going to insert that at the end, hopefully. But um, I've had this idea for years Okay. Ever since I came up with the Sky Coos, yeah, of taking vintage card backs, 
getting gesso, which is just the lightest thin layer of white paint that you use to prime canvas. Right. Covering the card backs with the gesso and then writing my sky coups based on the character <laughs> on the card back. Yes. So I did that. <laughs> um, I used Sharpies and in the area where the figure is, I've written the number of the episode that it came from in kanji, mm. which is the uh, you know Japanese writing. <clears throat> and then right, I wrote right. my name Sky and then Ku next to it, but all in kanji. <laughs> so it doesn't say Sky; nice. it just has the symbol yeah. for Tien. Right. And so, and then I kind of like outlined the the figure, the sort of you more. Gave, you, yeah, you gave some accents. <laughs> I gave some accents so that if you're a character focused collector this will actually work in your collection yes. next to what you have. So I made 12 of them in honor of the fact that I only had 12 card backs that I'd already written haiku, skykus for. Um, <laughs> if I had more, I would have written more. Um, but uh, I, I can't tell if they're cool or not. I'm pretty sure they are. But They're I, awesome, I, man. <laughs> I, I'm going to be bidding on whatever one I can get. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I mean, some of them are definitely better than better than others. I mean, I know that the, the ATAT driver. Whenever people come over and look, they're like, "Oh man, that one is great," um, and the Yoda one seems to get a lot of, get a lot of good looks. But yeah. anyways, so those are going to be auctioned, and you know, I'm not going to do more of each of these characters. So I suppose if you want these characters in, you know, with this Skyku, you're going to have to get these. Yep. Um, so those are going to start at $15. Right. So it's possible that <laughs> none of them will sell and I'll just take my Skykus home and, and cry into my soup. Um, <laughs> or it's possible that some of them will sell. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit on those. Uh, you've had some pretty wacky ideas, but I, I think with these, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I personally, I hope I can get at least one, if wow. not more. So we'll see. Okay. Well, well, good. Um, um, but if I mean, if you're if you're a space freak, I, I wanted to make one thing that because the archive party, there's going to be at least a hundred people there. There's going to be at least fifty people there who haven't heard of the show. <laughs> there will be at least fifty people there who have never heard the show, mm-hmm. and there's going to be at least a hundred people there who don't listen to the show on a regular basis. So. I'm wow. This is depressing. Hey, hey, <laughs> screw hey. this party, man! It's about <laughs> outreach, right? Look, it's about at, outreach. look on the other other side of the the coin, guys. So this is the thing, right? When you come up to that table and and you look at at Mrs. Lady Friend, you know, <laughs> um, when you look and 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 you see this, you got to give the space freak thing. You're not going to have to ask like, what is this? Why did someone write on these? Is this something? What, wait, is this a thing? What is this? Is this something? Like, you know, you're cool. You're a space <laughs> freak, right? I hope so. <laughs> so that's how I managed to take something that was nice and make it into another way to be an arrogant prick. Steve, I am perfecting this act. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, anyways, so uh, only for the truest space freaks. We know a little place on the western edge of New York where Sky Payne writes the... 
western edge of New York. <clears throat> we know a little place on the western edge of... Do you mean Buffalo? I know Rochester. Well, then say Rochester. Sorry, Scott. We know a little place on the western edge of New York where Sky Payne writes the finest Sky Coos on vintage Star Wars cardbacks. Sky Coos? It's absurd. Please, Sky, just record. I'll keep going. Like. We know a certain party in Anaheim, California in April where... Do you want to repeat the preposition? It just isn't done. Please, Sky. This is a low... It's ridiculous. I wouldn't ask any podcaster alive to say these words. Please, Sky, just emphasize the second in. We know a little place in the western edge of New York where Sky Payne writes the finest Sky Coos on vintage Star Wars cardbacks. Crisp white gessoed covered cardbacks. Covered with black silk poetry. We know a certain party in Anaheim, California, in April, where space freaks convene to play silent bids to win these slices of poetry. We know a certain fjord in Iceland, where Stevens brahe all over the place. Uh, are we yeah. halfway done yet with this archive party stuff? No, we're, all, we're more than half. We're almost there, man. Home stretch. Um, and then there'll be three uh, Digby Wing pilot four-ups. Yep. Yep. Um, so in the event that you didn't lay out the cache to get the uh, to get the set, um, then there'll be an auction, and it'll be starting at fifty dollars. But I mean, these things are. Um, if I had not already paid. To have one, um, I would definitely pay more than fifty dollars to have one because it's <laughs> it is the ultimate, you know, remi- reminder of the party. Yeah, I yeah, it's insane to me that they exist. But <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so yeah, that, that that's your last chance at getting one of those. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, this is the. Th- Thing, I, I kind of realized the theme of this silent auction is uh, vintage-themed collector-made. So everything that's in it is, is you know, handmade by vintage collectors. Um, so the last bit is uh, a Yoda motorhead sculpture by our good friend Mark Enright, who was <laughs> who he, like, had a commercial for way back when the show first started. So I hope you can dig it out of the archives for, for this. But... <laughs> um. You know, I, I I remember the theme. The funny thing is, Ron Salvatore knows the Mortarheads theme. I oh, don't yeah? know how he he sang the whole thing to me once, and wow. it must have been the second or third episode. It was our two dollar yeah. commercial. It's the only real ad we've ever run on the show. True, true. Um, yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll do the ad here as well as I remember it. All right. Okay. Mortarheads, Mortarheads. When you want Star Wars characters made out of cement, mortarheads. Um, so these <laughs> are amazing, good. <laughs> amazing pieces of art. Yeah. Um, yesterday was Easter. Yes. And I can say one thing about mortarheads is they actually <laughs> do really well outside. Dude, they do incredibly well. Yeah. So I have had uh, a stormtrooper mortarhead and a clone trooper mortarhead that I keep. 
um, in front of trees. It's just a thing in my family. We tend to like put little like faces in front of trees. I, I don't know. It's just something we do. And uh, and it's been five years. It's been five years in Rochester backyard. And these things look like they the just... The harsh elements. The harsh elements yeah. of Rochester. Yeah, this is like in those commercials for Columbia Jackets where they like get that right, old yeah. lady and throw her into a ditch or something. I don't know what. But it's like <laughs> something that. Something awful. <laughs> except with more heads. And they're totally holding up. And before yeah. that, they were outside in Santa Barbara baking in the sun of that place. You know, it's like Mark has one in his backyard. And he lives in like one of the hottest areas in L.A. And it looks brand new. So, yeah, it, yeah they're, they're awesome. Um, if, if I had a yard, I would probably get more. <laughs> yeah. So I just that, – that's the one thing about it is he doesn't, he doesn't advertise them as being outdoor because he's a smart business person and he knows that if he says that and then they don't last, he'll get in trouble. So I'm just – I'm not speaking on behalf of Mortarhead Enterprises LLC. Um, I am um, speaking just as a proud owner of many Mortarheads. Um, so I think I have three. I have the Chewy and then the Clone Trooper and then the Stormtrooper. And you can get this sweet Yoda where he's actually, it's like a full figure thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like Yoda perched on his little rock. Um, it, I, it's, I remember seeing, I think Mark's drawing for this or it was the early stages of it when I was last, uh, at his place and to see like the image, I don't think does it justice. Um, it's when you see it in person, it's, it's going to be. It's gonna, you know, draw's gonna drop. Yep. Um, but and the starting bid on yeah. that is forty bucks. Yep, that's the starting bid, and y'all can have fun with that starting bid because I'm putting in at least forty bucks. So <laughs> you're gonna have to pay more than forty to get that. Yeah, uh, I think you'll okay. probably have uh, some competition from from uh, our our friend and Yoda collector Ross. I think he'd already yeah. asked me. He's like, hey. Is that is that going to be an auction or a prize item? Like it's going to be an auction, man. You, you have a chance. <laughs> he has a chance, but when yeah. the whole world gets <laughs> this song stuck in the head, more heads, more heads. When you want Star Wars characters made out of cement, everyone's going to come flocking. <laughs> the whole point was I hid eggs behind the mortar heads, and yes, that's the okay. kids' favorite place to get eggs is from behind the clone trooper and behind the stormtrooper. So awesome. <laughs> that's the whole point. Um. So great googly moogly, that is not even it, because one of the whole ideas behind the the archive party has always been to do fun things with vintage toys, was to actually get them out there, you know, not, if it's not worth a thousand bucks, if it's worth 10 bucks, if it's worth 20 bucks, isn't it worth more to actually play with it a couple times? You know, what's the actual value of these things? Right, um, right. So that's why last time I brought uh, Canadian coloring books <clears throat> that are actually fairly rare. Putting a, a set together is not that easy anymore. Um, but I happened to buy a couple sets a while ago. So I'm bringing my complete set of Canadian coloring books. These are awesome. m- mostly untouched. Um, I'm seeing Tim Sanders uh, colored in one. Um, I kind of. Oh, so this, this is the original set from the first party. Yes. Yes. Oh, awesome! I didn't. I didn't realize. I couldn't remember if you had collected those back after it was over <laughs> or not. That's great. Well, we should put something on the front because there was somebody who tried to take them last time. He thought they were <laughs> parting gifts. Now oh, he. Oh. Remember that guy? I, I don't remember. I, I must have. I must have missed that. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a little bit 
uh, uptight. Um, <laughs> but he he apologized, so I, I won't okay. call him out either. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so we're gonna have these out on the table, and Todd Chamberlain is also gonna be bringing uh, some some vintage coloring books uh, to color in. Yeah. And the whole idea is that we're just gonna do this in perpetuity, and and it's it's oh boy, some of these are just in bad taste, Steve. Um, and we're just gonna keep these, you know. Yeah. And it's I mean, they need all, to, as long yeah. as they last, as long as they physically survive, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to have, and so just color in and write your name and put, you know, C6 or C7 or, or whatever, you know, Celebration Anaheim of Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, in 20 years, maybe we'll have them completely chock full, you know, and that doesn't cost anything. It's just a kind of fun thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one last game I forgot to mention, Steve. Oh, the oh, fun meal game. Oh, right. <laughs> Do we, do we actually have fun meals? Uh, I have a fun meal. All right, good. Okay. So this was a gift, I think, from you at Celebration 6. Oh, um, uh, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. Someone got me the Burger King fun meal. Someone did. It might not. I think it was me. I can't remember, though. I don't want to definitely take credit, but I, I vaguely remember that. And it's the one that I love that has Vader standing over a bunch of corpses. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. it's just really funny to have vader standing over a bunch of corpses um and there is actually a game associated with that right right um and it's like a matching game and you don't want to be stuck with darth vader and so we're going to cut that out and, okay. and we're going to play it and you know whoever wins the whoever wins it they get uh they get uh, they get to keep the cut game up. Piece. Yeah. They get to keep the game pieces and the the cut up fun meal. All right. And why not? I I don't know. <laughs> Should we do an auction for that too? Who gets to play that? A buck nah, or two. I, that's okay. We'll figure I, that I out. Mean, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, good lord! I think is that it for the party? Other than just drinking and having fun and uh, all that? Yeah, I mean we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sky and Steve will not be drinking or having fun. <laughs> I, I hope to at least be drinking. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that. And then that's, oh, that's great. That's just okay. Thursday. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> if I'm alive after Thursday night, I, 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 I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and then Friday is another celebration, another day of celebration. Uh-huh. Um, and are we doing anything on that day, Steve? Our our primary event for Friday is our first live show, um, which is going to be taking place in the Collector's Lounge. So, like, I think we, it was just like last time at Celebration 6, they have a little area adjacent to the panel room where there's stuff going on. Um, so we're doing a one-hour live show there at 11 a.m. on Friday. 11 a.m. on Friday. Where yep. again? It's uh, it's called just the Collector's Social Room or Collector's Lounge. I've, I've seen it both ways. But it's basically right next door to the, the panel room for the collecting track. Cool. And what are we going to be doing there? Uh, so for the first show, uh, I, you'd brought this idea up, and I thought it was great. Um, we've, we've kind of neglected some character-focused collectors <laughs> over the months for... For one reason or another, um, we didn't get to have them on, um, and so we kind of, I kind of reached out to a few folks to see if they would be interested and available to talk about their focus collections, uh, and two people so far have, have said they, they're up for it. Um, that'd be uh, David Carr, who's uh, an Obi-Wan collector, and then Ross Cuddy, who's uh, a Yoda collector. 
Um, so they're, they're penned in to join us. Ross said he had to do it early because I think he had to be somewhere at 1130. So he'll kind of bat lead off on that, I think. Um, so we'll have those two. I figured we'll probably recount any madness of the party the night before. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we'll also have Fratastic Pete. Uh, he's going to do uh, a kind of like live report market watch on the first uh, first day or so of of the the showroom floor. So that that's kind of the basics of our first. So that's eleven thirty a.m. No, nope, eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're there, man. <laughs> that's eleven a.m. on yep. Friday. On Friday, at the social room. Yep. But you'll know what it is when you get there. Yeah, yeah. If, as long as you can get to the collecting track panel, you, you'll see the social room. It's always right next door. Good. And then at 1 p.m., um, Steve and his lady friend are going to Star Wars Speed Dating Swingers, Swingers Edition. <laughs> oh, yep. man. See, I, you're, Presented you by just... Fandango, Nerd Knight, and Plato's Closet West. <laughs> um, so that's going to be good. Dude, dude, I need um, to get that picture of, of me. Oh, yeah. You, you have it, and there's also one of us with a wampa, which I never saw. I'm oh, like, yeah. you got to send me those, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I, I don't know. I think I'll be... <laughs> no, I, I just saw that the Star Wars Speed Dating, that they have hetero and LGBT versions. Oh, um, okay. Which is really cool. Like, I think that's, I think that's really neat. Um, I'm going to guess that it's going to be a lot more successful if... You can just say, yeah, why well, would just all be men? Because there can't be that many women looking for love in, <laughs> in a Star Wars convention. But who knows? <laughs> that, that's very heteronormative of me, Steve. <laughs> um. uh, all right. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, okay, so Friday. We're still on Friday. Um, yes. I don't really know. As for me personally, I, I know that night is uh, the unofficial, official, official room sales right so that's that's late night at the hilton um i'm sure you know it's been said before on the forum forums and facebook groups and all that basically you just need to find the hilton and find a bunch of people carting stuff around and and you'll find the sales there's no real way to know exactly where it'll be until it happens um but that that's the target night is uh is friday night yes and there is an outside chance that i I might be involved in some kind of weird thing. <laughs> I'm not going to go much more into that. That's all right. But there's a chance I'll be involved in some weird thing. And in the event that it is, I may wind up selling a lot of stuff at the room sales. Oh, man. So I may just basically decide to sell whatever I have that's not Chewbacca because it may make that other thing more interesting. And just, I don't know, why not? I like money and, you know. But I don't know if I'm doing that thing. So I could have a very exciting room sales of like, you know, selling a lot of stuff that would be pretty pretty exciting, <laughs> or not. So that that's uh, that's up in the air. Um, <laughs> uh, are you are you bringing stuff to sell, Steve? I, I think I only have two items. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't you dare say that, Obi Wan. <laughs> David Carr better buy that. I I'll be bringing the Obi-Wan uh, just for, for posterity. It's, it's gone with me to every celebration since I've owned it. Um, and then I, I have a random, I think, Rebel Commando carded figure, which is in pretty nice shape, which I'll be bringing as well. That's it. If you need a Rebel Commando on, I think it's like a 65 back, uh, decent figure, <laughs> find me. <laughs> right. That, that's it, though. I, at that point, I think I'm going to be so exhausted that I, I couldn't even think about trying to... I don't really have anything else to sell. 
yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that'll be fun. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll get some more live recordings in like we usually do for that. Oh yeah, we definitely will. Uh, we'll, we'll we will take you to the room sales. You will be with us um, <laughs> if you are not there. Although most a lot of people are going, not not too many people not going. Yeah. Um, Although, okay. what did that serve to do, Steve, other than just twist the, the sword for <laughs> those who did? Um, I'm also bringing to Celebration actually a mystery item, Steve. Oh. So <laughs> I have... Well, what else can you say about this, <laughs> this mystery? <laughs> I have a, what I believe to be a photocopy of a Meccano 12-back proof card. Oh. Oh. And... There's lots of history behind this thing, and I look at it, and it sure looks like it's a like it's a, a, a photocopy, but um, I want to get to the bottom of it, and okay. I know the person who sold it, I know the person who bought it, I know the person who gave it to me, I know the person who said they have it, I know the person who... So there's this whole bunch of interesting stories, and I just feel like mixing it up a bit. And so I'm, I'm going to bring this to, I'm going to talk to Matthias and uh, talk to him and see what he thinks about it. And I'll talk to a few other people and we okay. might be able to get to the mystery of the 12-back <laughs> Meccano proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a mini documentary in itself. Yes, <laughs> it is. We should, we should videotape it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah, we'll see. We might wind up getting into fist fights with people who <laughs> hunt for toys. <laughs> Oh, 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 man. Drop, dropping hints there. Dropping yeah. hints at some of the protagonists, antagonists, man versus nature, nature versus food. I don't know what uh, the things that could be going on here. <clears throat> um, see, this was supposed to be a 10-minute update. I, I know. And, and it's funny. Tess is like, yeah, so you guys are going to be 10 minutes, right? And she just kind of looked at me like, you <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, okay though. I mean, we we needed to do it. So, um, yep. Yeah. Sky here again, and the collector panels are pretty interesting on Friday. Uh, we got a panel on uh, action figure customization. Uh, we got worldwide Star Wars oddities. Uh, so that's kind of cool because that's going to have Ron Salvatore, uh, old friend Joe Iglesias. Not that he's old, but we haven't talked to him in a couple years. And, of course, the benevolent grump of the hobby, John Alvarez. Although, did, did we stop calling him the benevolent grump? Because if we did, then now he's going to be grumpy again, but still benevolent. Uh, vintage Star Wars coins featuring the guy who was supposed to be on this month's episode, uh, um, Will Grief, and uh, also Mark Salati and James Gallo. So if you remember that from the coin book. And Gus, of course. Um, the Elvis Trooper will be talking about the 501st Rebel Legion and those kind of club collectibles. And then something I'm particularly excited about. If you remember from last month, Amy's... Now, she didn't pronounce it like super authentic. So, Schoberg, not Schoberg. Amy Schoberg and Jared Clark, the... Uh, the... Uh, I don't know, Photoshopper Dopper of the of the crew are going to be talking about Ewok collectibles. And uh, I think that's going to be a really good one. That's from 6 to 7 on Friday. So as you get ready for the room sales, go check out some Ewoks. 
So we're on to Saturday now, right? Yes. Okay, so Saturday is a pretty big day for you um, because you're emceeing, aren't you? You're, you're the yes. Collector Track MC Saturday. I'm the Collector Track MC, so that means hey. I get up and talk <laughs> to everybody and tell them to sit down, shut up, and eat your tots. Yep, um, yep. You were good at that last time. I think you, you kind of you uh, balanced it between like stomping them into submission and then making them laugh and feel comfortable. I think you, <laughs> I think you did a good job. It's <laughs> like being in a relationship with me. Um, <laughs> But the problem was last time I relied on a joke that's not going to go over quite as well where every time I'd end it with, and look out, you might just learn something too. Um, I don't think I'm going to be quoting Bill Cosby this time. I don't think that's in good taste. Uh, uh, maybe go the G.I. Joe, like knowing is half the battle thing. Yeah, G.I. Joe is stupid. So. Well, I, I'm not a G.I. Joe hey, fan either, but yeah, hey, not, hey, man, hey. You, just, you like to pick the fights, don't you? <laughs> I do. I never got anywhere with that with making fun of Battlestar Galactica. No. Um, no. Remember when that used to be a, a brave statement that you thought Battlestar Galactica was dumb? Remember that? And yeah, that was definitely something you were you were hopping on early in yeah. our show's history. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, on an important note, uh, we still need to find you a replacement for just a bit of that uh, MC job because yes, at at uh, four thirty p.m. at the podcast stage, which is I think room two hundred eight A B, we have our second uh, live show, which I guess is like they've never had a podcast stage before, so I'm, I'm a little freaked out by it. Um, but it's going to be awesome because we have uh, we have all the like big guns coming to to help make it easier for us. I think um, my my goal is to like not say a word in that whole hour, <laughs> just like keep track of the time and make sure we, we get everyone in there. But um, yeah, so that that's going to be on the main podcast stage, and we'll have Gus and Duncan. We'll have uh, Ron, Chris, G, and uh, Todd Chamberlain, and we'll also have Pete Vilmer. They've all said they're in and um, ready to go. Um, it'll probably be kind of like a rapid fire because <laughs> we only have, you know, an hour. But the fact that we can squeeze all those guys into one hour and hopefully get, you know, a decent crowd, I think that's great. So, Yes. Um, oh, and on that note, uh, we, have, we haven't talked about our, our magnets. Uh, the only way you can get a Vintage Pod magnet is going to be to, sh- you know, show up at one of those live shows. Um, we only have, I think, about a hundred of them total. So yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we'll get enough between those <laughs> those two shows that a hundred people show up. But we may be <laughs> including those in other activities no, later. We'll see. No, we but, won't. No, nope. <laughs> nope, that's it. Are you going to burn them, Sky? That's <laughs> it. I'm going to burn them. No. I'm going to burn them in the hotel room. I, I'm just picturing you going around with a sledgehammer and just like smashing them into bits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! Uh, if, if those uh, Digby-Wing Pilot forearms don't sell, I'm smashing those things. I, threw oh, it on the no. ground. That 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 is where I draw the line. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll have our live show from 4:30 to 5:30 uh, on Saturday, and then immediately after that, you have to get back to the panel room. Because... Steve, 4:30 <laughs> to 5:30 in room uh-huh. 201. Yeah. So this is going to be a pretty big deal. This is going to be a yeah. pretty great podcast. Uh, we've never had Pete Vilmer on the show before. We we might have was was he in one of the uh, was he in the uh, Stitch Studio? Yeah, yeah. We like talked to or, him, but briefly. not but not not an official interview with yeah, Pete. This is so. more of a more of a thing here. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's going to be. See, I'm going to try to not talk very much. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to try hard. All right. 
right. I'm going to make a nominal effort to not see. See, I, I'm going to have to be the, the, like, the jerk that, like, I, I was telling you, I, I think I might have sent an email, like, I want to have cue cards that say, you know, with a big red circle of, with Gargan for no Largan Gargan. <laughs> so whenever we're getting close, I'm just going to hold up, like, on one of those live TV shows, I'm going to hold up the Largan Gargan card to let you guys know you got you got to move on <laughs> i love it no Larkin gargan i love it that's good you have to look out for me and ron because we'll just wind up like yeah i know, know yeah, yeah. About, <laughs> it's kind of like buster keaton when okay okay gargan largan um <laughs> that was me by the way not not him um, so that's saturday and then yeah, saturday but, night there'll, there'll probably be room sales saturday night as well yeah but you're you're forgetting another thing uh, the reason you definitely need to leave our podcast at 5.30, aren't you having your own panel right after that? Yes, then I'm giving a panel. <laughs> so you got you to run back. It'll be, it'll be like, I, I don't know what I'm picturing. I'm just picturing you in a mad dash from, from that room, which I'm picturing is going to be at the far opposite end of yeah. the convention center to uh, the collecting panel. So. It's going to be like O.J. Simpson in the commercial <laughs> for Samsonite where he had to run through the airport. <laughs> so I'm going to just try to make my way all the way through all of the great, formerly safe and cuddly, now discredited African-American stars of the past 50 years. Um, <laughs> see Chuck yes. Berry reference, maybe, I could go for. Um, yeah. Well, I have talked about watching people go to the bathroom. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll be running across and I'll be doing the elite, elite character focus elite elite character focus collectors panel yes um, and by elite i mean those guys are elite and i'm there too um <laughs> and that's not me doing false modesty which i do pretty well um this is real modesty because um, they have just these really awesome collections but it'll, it'll be fun um so it's going to be me and the bills um yep which makes you think of office space yeah, <laughs> uh, the Daves. So yeah. Bill Cable and uh, Guinness Book of World Records holder Bill McBride um, talking about C-3PO and Vader respectively and me talking about Chewbacca. And right. it's going to be a really fun talk. Uh, there's going to be, you know, lots of good information. It's going to be a little bit different than the other uh, forum, I mean, uh, focus collector talks that we've had. And uh, it's... I'm just really excited. You know, I might tell the story when I'm there. I might not. But when I went to Celebration 3 in 2005 and I, I watched, I think it was Dustin Roberts, mm-hmm. Bill Cable, and I forget the third person. Who God, the I f- think I was I was in that panel. All right, not in it, but I, I remember watching it. Yeah, and I remember thinking yeah. like, man, well, I thought I should be up there, which is ridiculous but i remember thinking like one day i want to be up there doing this panel and even though i've done panels before i'm really excited to be doing it um i just hope you know next time it'd be good to have you up there steve talking about you know like unloved character focus panels <laughs> so that's at the five thirty time that's i think it's at six i think you have like a half hour to get to get over there okay um, yeah so yeah, and then Saturday night, um, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm sure there might there usually is like a, a kind of room sales round two with uh, whatever else is going on. Um, it's also going to be uh, the California Club kind of pub night. It's it's nothing super official. I just told people in the club if they want to come out to. I think it's we decided on. God, I forgot. God, this is terrible. What's the place called? It, it's a nearby restaurant in Anaheim. Um, 
they, they have like outdoor seating and they have a good menu and plenty of beer and all that. Um, but hold on one second. I feel like a jerk not remembering what this, this place is called. One second. <clears throat> I don't like editing, Steve. I know, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Lazy Dog, of course. Okay, so the Lazy Dog, it's in Anaheim. It's a short drive, I think, from the convention center. Um, but I told people if, you know, California guys want to start showing up around 8 o'clock, um, hopefully I'll get over there soon after that. But, um, yeah, so that that's my kind of last, I think, thing I have to do. <laughs> you know, that, that's the last thing on my, my schedule. Sky here again. If you can't tell, Saturday is going to be the craziest day. In addition to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast, which you will come see with our A-team of guests, Todd Chamberlain, Gus, Chris Giorgulius, Ron Salvatore, Pete Vilmer, I mean, a veritable who's, whoever been who of the archive is going to be there. Uh, in addition to the swap meet from uh, 7 to 9, in addition to the California dinner, which if you're a California collector, you should come out to. Uh, let's see, at the collector's panels, there's like this weird one presented by Lucasfilm. That doesn't sound very good. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. But you know, if it's officially sanctioned, how good can it be? Um, and then what's cool is there's like lots of great stories. So that's going to feature uh, Chris Fawcett or CJ. Uh, Tommy Garvey Enjoy. and Matthias Randall. I mean, Matthias Randall uh, talking about really cool old stories. I'm particularly excited to hear Tommy because he's, of course, the archivist uh, of the hobby. Um, and then it says here that Matthias will also be giving a talk about proofs and chromolins, but I think that's actually on Sunday. So check with the schedule when we get there. Uh, then a whole thing on props and costumes. Uh, which will be cool if you're interested in in that uh, in that realm. Uh, a concept of Star Wars pickers, which I think is kind of a neat idea. It's gonna have Bobby Sharp, who always finds stuff. Shane and CJ again, um, friend of the show and creator of many segments. Um, so that's just a lot of cool panels going on Saturday. Although it is weird that they're not all entirely accurate. And another thing I've just learned too is after panels, you can go and like hang out in the social room and ask more questions. So, you know, Steve and I will do that and we'll hang out and talk to people. Um, and uh, yeah, so good. I think that's it. So I'll see you guys at least at the podcast and perhaps at the elite focus, character focus collecting on Saturday. Okay, back to Steve and I blabbing about celebration. Right, and then Sunday I actually leave in the morning. Okay, because um, yeah. I when you teach when you teach, <laughs> it's great because you have so much free time. Not free time, time where you where your work is not in a physical place. Yes. Um, boy. Does that mean when you actually have to work, you have to work? So I couldn't take off Friday and Monday. So I'm, yeah. I'm flying yeah. back on Sunday, and I, it's killing okay. me. I'm seeing all these things that are going on on Sunday, and uh, I'm going to miss the Star Wars Forum UK podcast, which is a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to go there and you know talk to those dudes and support them. 
Yeah. Um, well, they'll they'll be at the archive party, which is good. So, that's true. Uh, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. We have uh, buried the hatchet. You can listen to their podcast, the Star Wars Forum UK. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. They they talk about they interview us, so that's fun. Yeah, I think that's going to be coming out probably right around the same time this one is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that sucks that you have to leave Sunday. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But at least I get to come at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to tell the chair of my department like three months ago, two months ago, one month ago, and still there's almost something, there's already something planned during it. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is yeah. the first time, Steve, in five years of working here, I've taken a day off for a reason that is not an academic conference. <laughs> so I've never been sick. I've never taken a day off because my kids were sick. Yeah. You know, car breakdown, not a class. I haven't missed a class for any reason other than an academic conference. So, um, I think yeah, this. I think we should just start, you know, <laughs> throwing celebrations into the you know, academic conference pool of, <laughs> of your should. time off. The amount of work. This is way more work than giving a talk about, you know, Racine. Phew. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, anyways, but hey, no, so, that, so that's great. the talk, Steve. I know that I'm going to be dropping a little if you want to skip celebration talk in the future bit before this. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I imagine in five years you don't want to hear all this. Um, that's true. But yeah, super fun. Enjoy the show. Come see us. Um, Please do. Yeah, and just come to the party when you come to the party. Bring cash. Support it because we want to line those puppies' pockets with. Sky back here again, filling in with the rest of Sunday. Uh, so in the collector stage, there is the many scales of Kenner Hasbro figures, which sounds um, pretty broad, but uh, I think it should be pretty interesting because it's talking about like, especially if you like the modern stuff and the old stuff. Uh, that's with Ryan Beast and Matthew Fox, you know, associated with the Action News guys, and uh, so that should be kind of a, a fun, interesting study uh, about the different scales. Um, of course, there is uh, the, I believe Sunday is when Matthias's panel is on, so you should go see that. Uh, there's a great talk that I'm actually pretty excited about, about the earliest uh, memorabilia. And so that's got uh, Pete Vilmer, Todd Chamberlain, Steve Sansweet, and Michael Novak. And uh, this is I mean, there's so many reasons I wish I weren't leaving Sunday, but that's definitely the one. Please go watch it and, and tell me how it was. Say, hey, Sky, the early collecting thing was great. You would have loved it. There's all this cool Chewbacca stuff. Um, the whole thing on trading cards, that's always fun. I watch those, and it, as uh, focus collectors, you just see all these things that you wish you had. Uh, vintage Star Wars watches and clocks with Tony DeMata, who's like the clock man. He's always got great stuff in those. And then I guess collecting award presentations. Before we get to Matthias's interview, I actually just want to make one plug. Um, so, you know, we've never asked you to, to pay for this podcast or to give any money ever. But this is like a heartfelt plea. Um, that that uh, charity video that I made uh, with Peter Mayhew, it's at dannysfund.org. And uh, I would really appreciate it if you could go and, and watch it. Or even if you don't want to watch it, if you could just go there and donate 98 cents. Um, it was like for friends of mine whose kid died. And like, I really want them to feel like, wow, that's so cool. All these Star Wars fans, like they showed up and like they bought this stupid song. 
when you watch the video, you'll know what the stupid song is. But uh, I would just really appreciate it. If you enjoy this show at all, uh, I would really appreciate it if, uh, if you could show that by supporting dannysfund.org. That's dannysfund.org. Okay, it's not Mortarheads, but uh, eh, not a bad ad. Okay, we'll get to Matthias now. Okay, so that was our description of everything that's happening. Yes. <laughs> now, let's get to the interview with Mateus. Um, I just love... Man, st- you, you can, dude, you're getting good at that. I, I, <laughs> how's that not hurting your throat? <laughs> try saying it. It's really fun. I, dude, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Mateus. Try saying it. Mateus. Mateus. Yes. It's good. <laughs> You got the rasp, though. I can't. I, 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 <laughs> that's something I'm going to have to master. I've been teaching all day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I lose my voice. Matthias! Uh, um, how great was that when I, when I interviewed um, Youthberg and he was impressed <laughs> with how much Swedish I knew? Because <laughs> I could say, Ugletrain! Um, oh, so that's an that's a that's an inside joke, which we'll just we'll just share with you. For some reason, I asked Matthias how to say "owl," and then at another moment, I asked him how to say "train." And the way that you say "owl train" is "ugla train." Uh, and so Matthias and the other Swedes are known to drink to excess, and so we just would sort of hang around and. Uh, and just go, Ugla train, Ugla train. And so, anyways, hop on the Ugla train. And, if you, uh, uh, yeah, if you can hold your, your liquor, you, yes. you, will, <laughs> you won't be uh, falling off the train. Yes, <laughs> but from, right, from it. right now you can go to the Ugla train and listen to Matthias as he talks about his new amazing book. Hello, Matthias. This is Sky from the Star Wars Collector's Archive. How are you? Hey, Sky. How are you? Yeah, I am doing quite well. Uh, you just sent me some sample pages from your new book. And uh, I, yes, I've never been more excited about a book. I think. Oh, cool. I sent you this uh, Chewbacca spread uh, on purpose. I thought that would uh, get you going. It, it, it did. Definitely. Uh, I've seen enough things in here that. I thought might have existed, and, and then, then here they are, and they exist. But let's uh, let's be a little bit more of a, of a formal introduction. So, what is it that you're actually here to promote, Matthias? Uh, well, I've, uh, for Celebration Seven, I, I'm uh, releasing uh, a new book um, about uh, proof cards, chromolins, anything to the pre-production stuff. And uh, it's it's my first uh, book uh, that I'm releasing all by myself, uh, so it's a quite a big thing for me. Yeah, it's been uh, sort of a secret project. You've been talking to me about it every once in a while, and yeah. so it's not your first book that you've worked on, though, right? Because you've worked on Gus and Duncan's Guide to Everything and Gus and Duncan's Guide to Prototypes, and uh, exactly. So, are, are they producing this, or is this all self-produced? All self-produced. Uh, I wrote it. I, I 
designed it and everything, but uh, Gus has been really helpful. Uh, he's been uh, editing it for me, so people can can understand what I'm writing in my Swinglish. Uh, right. So he's been very helpful. Plus, I've I borrowed a few design elements from uh, our prototype book to because I like that uh, in a way and. I want to have some kind of recognition. Right, I, I thought that the, the sort of the mixture of handwritten with typed, uh, is that your handwriting? No, it's not. Uh, I wish I could say that. That would be like a true designer uh, would uh, answer <laughs> that. No, this is like a cheap font uh, kind of thing already produced. So. Right, and I noticed that you used New Century Gothic for all of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, yes. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show, but New Century Gothic is a font that you can find on all computers, and that is the font of uh, vintage Star Wars figures. Exactly. So, uh, and, and actually two others uh, on the card backs, which people think is central, uh, the same uh, font, but it's not. Okay, but, well, uh, what is it? I won't say because, uh, and that's like for, for reproduction purposes, I've got like letters from, from the sign firm stating all the fonts. And I, I was talking to uh, Ben Sheehan, uh, who went to visit Durban. Uh, some of the latest reproduction stuff, they got like everything right, all beside the fonts. Wow. So uh, I, I'm keeping that uh, back for on a purpose. Wow, super secret fonts, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's not difficult to, to to guess, but I figured, like, I will uh, leave it out. I blur, blur, blurred it. Oh, and that was a difficult word. Uh, blurred it uh, in some of the scans in the book. Huh. Well, the, the good thing is, is that when you say blurred and you say it poorly, you actually blur the word. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like an onomatopoeia. So then I remember when we were talking about it, uh, you were trying to figure out how you were going to release these books because it's public knowledge that there will be more books following up, right? Yeah, that's correct. So you've basically taken pictures of almost every proof in existence that's out there, right? I mean, you've scoured the earth. um, Yeah. And so how are you dividing it up? So if, if this is a... A proof book, what is actually contained in this first volume? It's like almost everything known about Star Wars, the first era from 77 to 79. Um, it contains like only with uh, stuff connected with the Star Wars logo and the first packaging. Uh, no Empire Strikes Back, nothing else. So each character is only the first 20 ones. Okay. And so then if... So that means that you know we'll get into the Empire figures with the next book, I presume. And then wh- where yep. will you fit in the Star Wars characters on Empire cardbacks? So those will be like the first chapters in the Empire book. Okay. It's, it's already titled The Chromalin Strikes Back. Okay. <laughs> and what's the, uh, first, what's the first one called? Uh, A New Proof. Oh, nice. I, I, yeah, I knew that, Matthias, but it makes for better radio when I say Yeah, I was wondering, hey. did you miss that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thick, but not that thick. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting what you're <laughs> saying what? about about the proof, yeah, about the, yeah. the, 
the font. So like, is there other stuff that you've had to keep secret in this book? Not really. Uh, no, may, maybe some, no, I, I try to be very transparent with, with all the stuff, with all the names, because like many people think about their hobby as like almost like nuclear uh, dealing and wheelings kind of thing. And no, I kept it very transparent and, and, uh, have left all the names from former employees and stuff in there. Um, so no, not very secret at all. I mean, I'm very happy for a few things. One, we can finally tell the story about uh, you, Ron, and I in uh, in Vic and Lisa's place taking pictures of all their proofs. That was one of the most fun yeah. I've ever had. We've, I haven't been able to tell the story, but uh, they gave us access to just take pictures of their proof collection which is, I don't know if it's the largest proof collection in the world, but it might be, right? It might be up there. They got so much, so much to this stuff. It was, like, amazing. And it was so much fun talking to Lisa because, like, I was one of the first guys asking if I could go through their flat files. Everyone always looking at their 3D prototypes and what's on display. So... Uh, when we went there, you mean Ron? It's, uh, I almost felt like Indiana Jones, like <laughs> going, going through like forgotten flat files uh, with proof cards, and there was so many items in there that like, oh, so it's here, like, right. like <laughs> been long gone. I've seen like a sales list from Tom or other stuff, and. Uh, yeah, we found a lot of neat stuff, and you you helped me uh, organizing the the very professional photo shoot. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was basically like imagine if you were allowed into the uh, warehouse where Indiana Jones has put the uh, the Holy Grail or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, the Ark. I don't follow those Han Solo movies, um, <laughs> and like. You just had a chance to open up every box and photograph everything. You had an hour to open up every box and photograph the contents. That, that was essentially what it was like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was out in Seattle. Although we should probably say too that you know, not everybody listening will know who Tom Nyheisel is. And one of the cool things about your book right. is you actually allow him to tell his story. Uh, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about sort of – we've talked about it before, but for the person who's listening to this for the first time because they followed us thanks to the SWCA hashtag. Um, <laughs> so so what is Tom Nyheisel and how does he tell a story in your book? He, he's telling his story about – he's one of two guys that we, we should be really thankful for for saving all of this stuff. I've been working like with the Chromeless Improved Course for many years since I'm a designer and art director and these – things get thrown away all the time. And Tom was at Kenner, uh, and he was interested, uh, almost like a kind of collector, uh, despite working in, in Kenner. And people knew about that uh, at Kenner. And um, one day, this is like a really long uh, story short. You have to, to read his whole story in the book. Uh, basically, they asked him if, hey, we're getting rid of all the flat files, the archive with the 2D stuff. Uh, we know you're interested in these kind of things. Do you want it or shall we throw it away? Uh, and he said, like, hey, I'm taking it. So he, he packed his car full. And uh, that's the story how, like, 90% of the crumblings and uh, a lot of 2D stuff was saved. 
Right. And so that's so cool to get his story the full way, you know, just a, a complete story. There's other interviews in there. Um, I'm really happy to see, looks as though you're, um, you've included a lot of Tracy Hamilton's C-3PO run. Yeah. Um, so that was one of my favorite, you know, there's the, the magazine uh, Tomarts. And he actually wrote something for Tomarts once that, that showed yep. the process of how packaging was made, and he presented it at, at Celebration. And it's just the best to have a collector who can take it from the slide all the way through every single step, having everything. Um, so I love seeing that in book form. And Kudos to, to Bill and Tracy, Bill Wills and Tracy, for they were doing like one of the first in-depth Art articles about 2D pre-production process. But yeah, I can say, Matthias, that this is like, just looking at this, um, if you have any interest in proofs at all, and I assume if you listen to the show, you probably do, um, it is just really exciting. Looks like it's going to be... How, how, how big is it? How heavy is it going to be? Uh, it's uh, 152 pages. Nice. Uh, it's not like very heavy, but it's like and went for nice paper. It's like it's thick. It, it's it's a soft cover, but you get a hardcover feeling of it. It's in mylar printing on the on the front, and uh, so it's. An, I think it will be cool. Tomorrow I'm going to pick it up for oh, the first awesome. time. I went to the printers and been there, and tomorrow I'm going to see the whole book for the first time. And and how much is it going to cost, Matthias? <clears throat> I really don't know yet. Okay, well, because good. the dollar is or the Swedish krona is like going bananas. So, so the dollar the the dollar is really poor uh, at the moment. So, something between forty and fifty bucks. Oh, okay. Well, good. Something between forty and fifty bucks, or that's like what? Yeah, we can get a vote. What do you think? I can. Okay, I uh, good. I, I would say email Matthias. No, um, but, but in between forty and fifty bucks. And I mean, it, to be honest, like I just look at these pages, and every single page you sent me, I just want to talk to you about it. Like you write a thing about the all the the quality control signed twelve backs or signed on the same day, and like I just want to talk to you about that. And I just want to essentially, we, we I think we need to have you back on and just sort of answer questions that pop up from this book. But yeah, that's good. But what I love is that you know we've talked about it a couple times on the show, but the the idea of the sort of the Kellerman generation of collectors and, um, you know, just sort of like this move towards two dimensional prototypes as being valued and, uh, people take an interest in it. And this book seems like the apotheosis of that. I mean, obviously the, the prices of proofs have gone up so high that it's, that seems to be verifying it as well. Um, but just, this is coming at the right time and I think it's going to help people get even more excited about it. And forget about the stupid first shots. Um, <laughs> Very true. I'm, I'm kidding. Now, I've, I do have an important question for you, Matthias. Yep. When people look through this, they're going to see things that they want. Do you yep. encourage them to come up to you and say, hey, seriously, you can tell me where that is? Or would you tell them not to do that to you? It doesn't matter because this is so rare stuff. Even before the book, I was aware of quite a few items, but they're so freaking rare and one of a kind. So it's it's no use bothering people with this stuff because it's so cool, and uh, I don't think I uh, I don't care. Uh, but I won't tell where where everything is, of course. Right. Uh, 
but it's like my, my ambition was more to, to show the whole process from 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 uh, scribbling sketches to to the proofs uh, and what's actually is out there is amazing we're we're our hobby is blessed uh, in a kind of way that we have so much stuff saved right so basically you're saying your book people should look at it like a for sale sign on a facebook group yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like exactly like that for sale, uh, everything. Yeah, well, well good. I now, now I know. each item in it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Whew, boy, imagine that. Trying to figure out uh, what everything in the book would uh, would run. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, exactly. Well, the only last question I have to ask, Matthias. Um, yep. You know, in in Return of the Jedi, Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, Luke confronts Obi Wan Kenobi and says, "You know, why didn't you tell me that that Darth Vader is my father?" Matthias, why didn't you tell me how to pronounce fantastic properly in Swedish? <laughs> like Frederick did? Yes. Frederick taught me the true beauty of the Swedish language. I've known you for what, like 10 years? And you've never yeah. told me fantastic. <laughs> oh, Matthias. I've tried to a couple of times, honestly. You know how, you, how uh, the way you are, uh, Sky. You, you don't always listen. Oh, snap. That's true. Uh, I'm quite sure I've tried to sell it and, and then like you're saying it in German and then like oh, it doesn't matter you can say it like that I like that but fantastic is much more fun to say I almost say that myself now because you're saying fantastic all the time or right. say it so uh, maybe we change the Swedish language because so, of this so what you're saying was true from a certain point of view I get it Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I guess the – well, okay, I keep saying the last question. That's bad form. So where can people buy the book? Uh, there, there will be some announcements soon uh, at uh, dearpublications.com. Uh, dear um, D-E-E-R? D-E-A-R. Dear, as in, oh, dear sky. Okay. Dearpublications in one word, dot com. Dear publications one word. And yeah. I won't mention the fact that that's confusing for people who know that your last name means like Deerfield in Swedish or whatever. Yeah, Deer Valley in Swedish. And that's my company, my, my advertising agency's name and stuff. Yeah. So the, why did you spell story. Deer differently for your publication? Yeah, because I, want, I like the, the, uh, that spelling better. Okay. Okay, good. There's more love in it. That's okay, why. I like that. So I, I spelled the company uh, name in that way as well. Oh, okay. So cool. I can approach clients with, oh, dear clients, uh, how are you today? Ah, so it's like dear, dear clients. Okay. Exactly. So dear publications, like you're writing to your girlfriend whose name is Publications. Yep. Dearpublications.com. Awesome. And at uh, Los Angeles Celebration of Anaheim. Yeah, that's where it'll be the first time uh, I will ship stuff and sell it. Uh, I don't know how many I will bring, but... I will figure something out. Awesome. Well, then uh, we will talk to you probably at some point during the uh, during the convention for episode sixty one. But uh, thanks for for coming on again. And uh, can, of course, can, I guess we can just keep saying fantastic. You're right. Ah, fantastic! Hell, <laughs> fantastic! Uh, fantastic! Fantastic! Great guy. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
Okay, Steve, so now we just got to record the outro, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, if you heard the intro and the introduction of Matthias, and then this, this all happened within 30 seconds. It's um, the most, yeah, quickly assembled archive podcast ever. Yes. <laughs> Um, but hey, we're going to be recording two more on yeah. Friday at 11.30. At 11 a.m., Sky. 11. I, I can start if you really need to be yes. there at 11.30. But. <laughs> Friday at 11 at the collector's stage. Social. Yeah, collector's social, social area. Yeah. And then Saturday at 4.30. 4.30 p.m. on the podcast stage. On the yes. podcasting stage. Yep. Yeah. Um, so enjoy that. See us. Uh, if you've listened to this episode, uh, come up and say, Uglitrain. It'll make me happy. Um, <laughs> that would be a sign that you've listened to this episode on your way to celebration. And I hope we got you psyched because it's going to be great. It's usually the best moments of my year that are not based on children. <laughs> um, although, <That's> today, <laughs> although today, Steve, has been a good day for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One of them, I was renewed at my job for at least one more year hey so awesome that's a really really good thing seeing as my parents are moving here to live near me that's good, good. thing <laughs> i lose my job and steve what started today oh baseball yes oh, baseball. so it's an irregular episode but it's also opening day of baseball yeah yeah and oh. so fantasy did, baseball yeah. has fantasy started baseball's underway have i plummeted from number one one all the way down to, to 12 or whatever. Well, it's pretty funny because the, the projections on Yahoo oh, had man. Steve in first place. It, I, I, dude, I took like, like three different screenshots just to make sure yeah. I got it. Um. Do you know what I did the next day? You know, I have, a, I have an okay stock portfolio. I went and I sold all my shares of Yahoo because I'm like, <laughs> <"There>, this, <laughs> this system cannot work. It's, it's it, not right. There is something just, definitely wrong. They have a systematic failure going on at Yahoo. <laughs> if, you watch. If my, if my team was ranked number one, preseason ranked, then there's something <laughs> critically <laughs> wrong in the infrastructure. Like, they had all the <laughs> algorithms and they were able to just look at it and go, oh yeah, this guy's a winner. This guy's got it just <laughs> Tattooed on his forehead. The, the perennial Win. basement dweller is yeah. has gone from last to first. You know what can you say? It happens. <laughs> yep. No, it's uh, it's uh. going okay. I'm I'm very happy to have Jock Peterson. Um, ah. he, he got a was, run in a steal. One, one for three, right? Yeah. Yep. He's on your <laughs> team, Steve. He's on the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, my pitching staff is all over the place. So, but it's, it's very day exciting. One. It's just day one. Yep. So. It's fun to start. And, of course, the last thing, Steve, is we have to make that shirt that says Steve knows more about rugby than I do. (laughs) So you'll have to get that. Yeah. For all that and more, jump on the Oogla train to celebration, Los Angeles celebration of Anaheim. (laughs) And uh, come by, see us record our shows, say hi, be a space freak, and um, wampa wampa. Adios.